Warning, the content that you are about to hear contains sexual references, child molestation, rape, murder, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Theodore Robert Bundy and Elizabeth Liz Kendall's Eyes. So Ted was born November 24th of 1946 in Burlington, Vermont. He was actually regarded as a very intelligent young man who was going places. His family moved to Seattle when he was a young teenager, and that is unfortunately when he says he discovered pornography, and the reason that that's so unfortunate is because while there are many teenagers out there that discover pornography, Ted actually cited pornography as the reason behind his sadistic behavior. So Ted's spree of homicides focused mainly on young, attractive college women. And in 1969, when he met his girlfriend Liz at a tavern in Seattle, it is actually unknown if his intentions that night were to meet a young girl and kill her that night. But nevertheless, he met Liz Kendall, and she took him home. But unlike many other women who took Ted home, she woke up the next day to Ted making her and her daughter breakfast, and she got to live and became his longtime girlfriend. And Liz actually wrote a book... The Phantom Prince, My Life with Ted Bundy. And within the book, she revealed things about Ted and their life together that was never heard before. She mentioned several times how Ted displayed criminal behavior, uh, but she never thought in a million years that he was a serial killer. She said he never laid a finger on her, and he uh, was gentle, and he served as a really good role model for her daughter, Molly. Uh, But she did say that Ted did have a problem with theft uh, and stealing and her confronting him about it a few times actually led to him threatening her life Um, he said if you tell anyone about this i will break your fucking neck and motives behind his stealing were mainly to appear as that golden child status that he have had you know obtained she explains how he was obsessed with always appearing to be more wealthy than what he actually was In fact, he was always broke and relied on several loans and handouts from Liz throughout their relationship. But it was weird to her how he always had the nicest name brand clothing. And also in his apartment, he always had new radios, new new turntables for records, and other electronics that were very expensive at that time period. And this was because Ted was actually a kleptomaniac. And Liz was fully aware of this and would yell at him because... If he loved her so much, why would he risk doing something that could get him put in jail and separate them? And she mentioned that she would confront Ted and he would start crying and he would admit that what he did was wrong and she even broke up with him over it um, a few different times, but he would start to stalk her house, he would show up in the middle of the night drunk and just beg for her for her back. And of course, you know, because she was so in love with him, she pretty much always took him back. She would say the chemistry between us was incredible, and she actually says um, that or a variation of that several times throughout the book. Uh, but as their relationship went on, other random things started to occur that raised red flags. For example, she mentioned in her book that around the time the girls from Lake Sammamish disappeared, she discovered plaster of Paris in Ted's room. And it was just a random thing for her to find. It's not like people just have plaster of Paris laying around their room. It was actually just, it just raised a red flag because it was like, what, what does Ted need this for? And then she also found a, it was either a hatchet or a hammer in his car. And when she confronted him about it, 
he made the excuse of, oh, I had it in my car because I helped, you know, my mom cut down a tree at her house or something like that. So he always had an excuse that was, to Liz, believable. Another interesting thing that Liz mentions in her book was Ted's inability to follow through with things. For example, several documentaries about him mentioned how he was this amazing student and even got accepted into law school and he was just someone who just displayed the American dream so that's why, you know, he just couldn't be the guy. He just There was no way that it was Ted Bundy that was the guy. But it turns out he actually barely finished his bachelor's degree and he was supposed to go to law school, you know, right as soon as he graduated, but he actually dragged his feet for a couple years before even applying to a law school. He would actually make up excuses like the school did not file the paperwork on time, so um, he had to wait another year, and it was always their fault. Um, He also applied to other law schools other than the University of Utah, but he did not get accepted. Utah was the only law school that accepted him. So, what was he really this amazing student? Not really. In in fact, many students who he went to law school with and some of the professors who were interviewed said that Ted hardly ever even showed up for class. It was actually a joke that when Ted would show up for class, they'd be like, oh, he's not dead. Here he is. Um, Because he would just go weeks without even showing his face. And one crazy thing that I actually remember reading in the book was how Liz was actually almost the mother of one of Ted's children. We all know that Ted actually did father a child with Carol Ann Boone while he was in prison. The couple actually paid off prison guards to give them privacy um, or to look the other way so that they could have sex. And Carol Ann conceived the child and gave birth to Bundy's daughter, Rose, on October 24th of 1982. Uh, But that was almost not Ted's only child. Liz became pregnant by Bundy 10 years earlier in 1972. Um, But they both knew that having a baby was just not realistic for them. Ted was supposed to start law school, and they were actually going to be in different states. Um, She was going to stay up in Washington, and she had to take care of Molly and had her own full-time job. And Ted was going to be down in Utah at law school. So it, it was just not realistic. So reluctantly... Liz decided to terminate the pregnancy. And I honestly think that Liz was, you know, definitely torn on terminating that pregnancy because her religion and her faith did tell her that, you know, that everyone has the right to life and everything. But it, it turns out that it's it's probably a blessing in disguise that the pregnancy was terminated because his odd sadistic behavior did not stop. It just escalated and escalated. And one thing that you know, a father would have to be as someone who can commit to things and follow through on. But Liz described a lot of things that Ted would either start and not finish or promise to do and not follow through. For example, they were actually supposed to get married several times and got a marriage license at one point. But during a heated argument, Ted got mad and tore it up before they could actually wed. Um, They stayed engaged off and on and always talked about getting married. Liz desperately wanted to get married. You know, she hated that she was basically living with a man and sleeping with a man that she was not married to. But Ted would never follow through. And he also barely followed through on going to law school. So he definitely had an issue with committing to things. Eventually, as time went on, and then the newspaper articles about the missing girls from Lake Sammamish started to appear, you know, in the news and all over Seattle... Liz caught a glimpse of a sketch of a man named Ted 
that witnesses helped police with. Also, witnesses said this man named Ted drove a Volkswagen Beetle, the same car that Ted drove. Furthermore, they said he was wearing a cast, and that is how he lured the girls down to his car because he said he needed help loading up his car but couldn't do it by himself because he had a cast on. And Liz, you know, definitely asked herself, is, you know, if, is this what he needed the plaster of Paris for was to make this fake cast? You know, so with these coincidences plus the coincidences plus the pl- plaster of Paris incident, they, it just raised such a red flag to Liz that she called the anonymous tip line and gave them Ted's name. But police work back then was very different than what it is today. And essentially she was disregarded, you know, and she, she, they reassured Liz that, you know, Ted was not the guy and they had already looked into him and he was cleared. And of course to Liz, that's okay. My conscience is cleared. But Liz was a college graduate herself, so she was actually quite intelligent, or is, you know, she's actually still alive. Um, and while Ted was in law school at the University of Utah, it was ironic that the killings in Seattle stopped, but then weird killings started to occur with young college girls down in Utah. And Liz did say in a recent interview that her friend called her and said, I don't want to scare you or anything. But it's happening down there now, meaning in Utah now. And after Ted was arrested in 1976 for the attempted kidnapping of Carol Durant, Liz would actually go to his court hearings, and they exchanged many letters back and forth while he was detained by authorities in Utah. Liz was actually originally from Utah and then moved to Seattle um, after her divorce from her her first husband, or Molly's father. Um, So whenever she would go down there to you know, visit visit Ted or to go to his court hearing, she would just stay with family members. Um, and to, of course, combat the, the stress and the anxiety of everything that she was going to, through, you know, she developed a drinking problem and soon became an alcoholic. And Liz noticed her drinking problem began to get out of control and just escalate. Um, so she eventually finally went to... Alcoholics Anonymous or AA to get sober and while getting sober she slowly started to distance herself from Bundy and with a sober mind now she was actually able to see through his lies and not believe his bullshit anymore so obviously after on live television um, you know Ted marries Carol Ann Boone you know in a in a Florida courtroom of course obviously Liz and Bundy were were over they they were they were no longer um, associated with each other and he she did say that he would still try to write her and he would tr- still try to contact her but she never um, responded or reciprocated and but an- another person that we need to mention before we end this is Liz's daughter Molly she added a section to the end of Liz's book when it was released after the movie extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile was released And, you know, because she, like Liz, was close to Ted. To Molly, he was not a sadistic serial killer who kidnapped, raped, strangled, bludgeoned, and murdered women. Liz even said, I'd hate to even say this because it makes him sound normal, but I think he he loved us. But there were a few things that Molly mentioned in her addition to the book that were very alarming and honestly quite difficult for for me to read. Uh, For example, she said one night they were playing a game... And he, for some reason, got naked 
and she saw his saw his penis. And then there was a time when he was naked and cuddling with her in bed before she was going to sleep. And she noticed that he got something wet on her. And now looking back, she knows, you know, what that wetness was. You know, it was, um, you know, his, his sperm from when he had ejaculated while, while cuddling with her because he got so turned on. Um, and it's kind of disturbing to, you know, for, to think about. And one, one thing that Liz actually added to her book was there, there's a section about halfway through that shows a bunch of photos that were never before seen. Uh, photos of them on vacations together, uh, family gatherings, um, holidays, um, you know, and other events that they would go to. And it, while you're viewing these, it's just like they just look like a normal happy family and Molly in a recent interview said that you know that's my childhood and unfortunately memories that are attached to those photos have lost their original emotional content and became something different and even Liz in a recent interview admitted that it is still to this day hard for her to believe that a man that she was so in love with was doing such horrific things and she said it's to this day still hard for her to accept. So I want to wrap this up with, you know, just thanking Liz and Molly for their courage and willingness to share their story. Even after all the years that have passed since, you know, Ted's execution or incarceration, um, many people would just want to move on and never think about these dark memories again. And Liz and Molly both had the courage to relive some of those memories and share them with the world. Uh, the selflessness that they displayed and is inspiring, and I admire their courage. So thank you, Liz and Molly, and may God bless you.